Welcome everyone to the Road by Road Garden Show, the best dead gum garden show on the radio and old internet as well. We got Mama Hoss in the house. And we're talking about fall garden. Look at that, the harvest off the fall garden. You know, we preach it. We preach it all the time, but we're showing the bounty today. Mm -hmm. and, and there's still some more in the garden. Oh, heck yeah. You know, here it is, the end of the year. And we are blessed to have all of this come out of our garden at this time of the year. And folks up north getting a little jealous. Mm -hmm. But us in the south, we can pretty much grow year-round. And I mean, look at the bounty we have going on here. We've been doing some good eating. We've been doing some good eating. We've been do, getting some things done over the last few days. Yeah, got that garden shed cleaned mm -hmm. up. You know, I preached to y'all last week about getting out there and getting some stuff done. Well, it motivated myself. Over the holidays, I found time to get out there and get my garden shed cleaned up and get it organized. So uh, thank you all for that. Uh, I had a viewer ask how well you did on those coupons. I didn't do good on the coupons. I didn't get any coupons. I did. Uh, I laid it out there how y'all could do that. It but was I, all talk. It was all talk. I didn't feel like it was important this year for me to do coupons because I bought her a nice Christmas gift. I bought her a vegetable slicer. Dicer. Excuse me. A vegetable dicer. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was sufficient. But come to find out Christmas morning, she went asking about coupons. <laughs> and I didn't have no coupons, therefore I, I was in trouble. Did you get coupons? I got coupons. Yes, Miss Hoss had gave me a, a notebook full of coupons and uh, thankful for that. I got them hid away so I can use them as need be. Mm -hmm. Yep, coupons is good. Yep. When you get them. When you get them. Yeah. That's right. She said, where's my coupons? I said, mm, 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 mm. I done messed up. But you did get a nice food dicer. I, uh, yeah, I did. What better Christmas gift than a food dicer? I thought to myself, Miss Hawk's gonna love her some food dicer. I got one of them that you can put your onions in. It's a restaurant quality, and you can pull it down and it just dices them up. Boom, boom. I have to demonstrate it. Yeah. So let's. We're gonna talk about on this garden show. We're gonna talk about fall gardening somewhat, but I want y'all to stay tuned because we're gonna talk about how much garden you need to plant. This is a very interesting subject to me. Mm -hmm. It's something I've given a lot of thought about over the years how much to feed your family and we're going to talk about that so make sure you stay tuned about that first of all we're going to go over what is going in our what's growing in our fall garden our winter harvest and we're doing this so that we can inspire you to grow those fall gardens you know we preach it and we preach it all the time got to plant these fall gardens so they're so easy to grow and it is so nice to have your food growing all winter long so that's what we're going to go over and we're going to show you what we got growing in our garden then we're going to show them how to make some sauerkraut we are we got a great show mm -hmm. so you know what our winter garden is not as big as our summer garden is i have my garden which is about 1800 square feet and you've got your raised beds which is about 200 square feet so everything that we're showing you came off a 2,000 square foot garden spot. Now that's not a very big area. And not only have we ate out of it, but everybody here in the offices ate out of it, plus we have gave plenty away, plus they still plenty up there. Mm -hmm. Chopping bits have ate out of it. Chopping bits have enjoyed it. Yeah, our, our hogs have enjoyed it. So, man, it's just amazing how much you can grow off a small area. Winter garden, fall garden is a little bit different. It's not as pressing as your summer garden is. Some of these things like this lacinato kale will hold, cabbages will hold for several weeks here. So you can gather at your convenience, not necessarily at the convenience of Mother Nature, which is like you have to do in the summer. Mm -hmm. Actually, this was gathered yesterday morning. Yep. 
and has been on this table. Yep. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. First, Caribbean queen cabbage. Now, this is a hybrid. Yep. It's got a massive flat head, and it's easy to slice and process. 80 days to maturity. Great for sauerkraut, and this is actually what we're going to be using today mm -hmm. to make our sauerkraut. Yep. This is a kind of a flatter head cabbage here. Man, Caribbean Queen. Isn't that a wonderful name? It's got to be a good one there. It's the first year I've grown that one. It's impressive to me. I like it. I've normally grown Cheers in the past. I've grown Bobcat before, but I really like this Caribbean Queen. Okay. Next is your Graffiti Cauliflower. Now, this is the purple. It performs well even in humid weather. 80 days to maturity. It has that stunning purple color. Yeah, now this is actually one of the smaller heads, not that I'm bragging or anything, but a lot of our heads are big than this right here. But who would have thought you could have grown some of these vibrant colored cauliflowers? Now, if you got kids, this is one thing that they're gonna love to go out there and harvest. You can make this very entertaining to cook it for them and let them try this purple cauliflower. I mean, ain't it, ain't it pretty? That's gorgeous. Okay, next we have the flame star cauliflower. Mm -hmm. It's kind of got an orange tint. It's very high tolerant to heat and stress. Yep, I would call that a kind of a deep yellow to me. I know the, the description it says orange, but that is a, that's a good yellow color. And I'm gonna tell you, of all the heads I've grown in my garden, this one out there probably made the big, biggest head. It's like a big cream-colored cauliflower. Okay. Next, we have the Twister cauliflower. And hence the name Twister, the outer leaves twist to protect that head. Mm -hmm. And it's 75 days to maturity. It's a little bit longer than the Flame Star. Yep, your traditional white cauliflower here. Now, none of these others here did I tie up the heads on, but you can do that. But I hadn't had to do that this year, and they made wonderful, good heads. But this one right here does its own little twisting around. Mm -hmm. the, uh, you actually see, if you go out there and look at the plants, you can see how these leaves twist around. It's kind of interesting. It's a good, good white cauliflower. So with those three different cauliflowers there, you can make quite a presentation with your cauliflower. Look at that, purple. Nice yellow and white. A bouquet. A bouquet. Yep. A cauliflower. Okay, next we're going to talk about lacinato kale. I preach it and preach it. This here's my favorite. It's an Italian heirloom. Mm -hmm. Long, slender leaves. Mm -hmm. Sixty-five days maturity. And what's your favorite way to eat it? My favorite way to eat this is the soup that you cook. And uh, what's the name of the soup? It's the Olive Garden yeah, Tuscani. Tuscani soup. I love it in that soup right there. Now, most people don't know this, but you take the stem out of it. I do. Yeah, you take the stem out of it. And this is the gift that get, keeps on giving. So these things, you can crop these things, and man, they'll make and make and make. Look at there. Got the stem out of it. And then you got the goody that you put in the soup. Carrots, 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 carrots. Yep. Okay, Chantenay Royal Carrot. Now this is an heirloom. I'm all in your way, ain't I? Open pollinated. 
70 days to maturity, and they're great for the heavier or the clay soils. Mm, yeah, somewhat. And they, you grew these in raised beds, and these mm -hmm. did really good in, in your high organic soils here. Kind of have a pointy uh, tip to them there, so uh, it takes a looser type soil for these right here. If I was going in a heavy type clay, I might use more one of the blunt ones. That's a good standard orange carrot. Now the gold nugget is more of a blunt. Mm, it's more blunter. Blunt ends. Strong, vigorous, great flavor, 75 days. Now I prefer that and it keeps the, the color even when you cook it. Mm -hmm. Yep, it's a beautiful yellow color there. Now this isn't what, this is a blunter end, but we have some that are even blunter. Blunter. Is that a word? Blunter than these? More this is a good carrot here. I would always recommend growing some of these. And then we got some of the purple ones, but let's don't even get into that. I can talk about carrots for a while. I don't really care for the purple ones. Oh, I do. They have all those hairy roots on them. Yeah, but they're pretty. Well, they're pretty, but I don't really care for them. Okay, next is the Touch Tone Gold Beet. Now, this is my favorite beet here. Doesn't quite have that earthy flavor that the rest of them have and it also retains its color when it's cooked and you know what what about the beautiful leaves right there yes you could eat those as well mm -hmm. and like it's 55 days to maturity mm -hmm. beets is easy to grow we like them roasted Ooh, or just boiled that pretty look oh. at now one thing that i do not recommend doing i don't eat beets fresh out of the garden why? I just don't like them. You don't them. like them? Mm -mm, I like them cooked, but I don't like fresh beets. It's not bad, but it's not that good. Okay, next is the fantail spinach. Now this is extremely heat tolerant. Resistant to downy mildew. Where are we at? Right here. Right here. Oh yeah. 45 days to maturity. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about growing your greens fast, now you can grow this here pretty quick. And we like that just tossed in some olive oil. I made some spinach dip, mm -hmm. a salad. Mm-hmm. Now, we'll cook this with the stems in it. Yeah. Now, the big part, we love to take that out right there. That right there, we just stir fry that down. This fantail makes a good-sized leaf there. Mm-hmm. And you can pick it small or big. It's mm -hmm. great about it. Or you could it. eat it in a salad. Mm-hmm. All top turnips. Mm, mm, mm. Right here. Look at there. We just had a mess of these the other night. Ain't they pretty? It's 50 days to maturity. And then these do not have roots. Don't have roots. So if you don't like the roots, don't grow the roots. Just grow the tops. Hence the all top turnip. And you can cut them multiple times. Mm -hmm. Yep. They Even tops back. and bits like those. Yeah. Their favorite is the cabbage. Though. Yep. Savannah mustard. Mm, mm, mm. Mustard's got a little bit lighter green color there than the turnip does. Man, these things started out with a different shaped leaf. The more they grew, they looked like more of a traditional mustard. But it makes a smaller leaf in general than mm -hmm. old broadleaf mustard does. Fast growing. Yep. Um, and you can harvest those as baby greens or wait mm -hmm. till they get full too. Yep. And they also are the cut and come again. Type. They are. And then collards. Collards, gotta love the collards. Flash collards. Where is the, oh, here they are, yep. 
Now this is a hybrid. Yep. Superior heat tolerance. Yep. Slow to bolt, 55 days. Mm -hmm. Now we've been cropping these as well. We've been cropping these off. I gave some, uh, some of my neighbors come by Christmas Eve wanting to mess collards. And I gave Andy a big old mess of these here collards and he liked them and uh, sent me a thank you note the next day how good they were. Uh, these are great. Really didn't. We got a half a row of these right here, and we've been able to share them and eat them mm -hmm. ourselves. So it didn't take a lot of these. It's a good variety to grow during the spring and fall if it does turn off a little warm. And last, Quick Star Colorado. Now this is a fast-growing hybrid. Mm -hmm. Maintains texture at a larger bulb size. Yep. That's about as big as they get right there. And that one should have been eaten about two weeks ago. And Quick Star is 35 days to maturity. Man, it's quick. Very quick. Hence the Quick Star. Hence the Quick Star. Yep. And I think that's it. We, oh, let's talk about the onions. Yeah, we've we got a few. Now, the onions are not in our 2,000 square foot. That's part of our seed crop that we've been digging into, eating a little bit after our nesting onions. We got a pretty good spot of those, but it doesn't really take that big of an area for those as well. And you can have onions for Thanksgiving and Christmas and, uh, you know, to go in those dressings and those dishes that you have. Very good. We also have, uh, I didn't have any to bring because we ate them all, some English peas. Mm -hmm. Sugar prints. Mm -hmm. Yep. In fact, we just finished those up today. Lunch, yep. Yeah. Okay, folks. So you know what, Sheila? Think about this right here. We got all this right here to come out of a garden. We got plenty left. And we're talking about 2,000 square foot. Now, we put a little work into it. We put a little money into it. But we got all this food. Now, just today, I seen we had a food outbreak in lettuce on Listeria. Is that correct? 13 states have banned lettuce from the grocery store. This pre-packed. It's killed some people out there, which is terrible. It's, it's an awful thing that people have died from eating lettuce. But uh, these foodborne, uh, foodborne bacteria. bacteria, these well, these pathogens, I guess is the best way to put it, are dangerous, mm -hmm. and that is just another reason why you want to grow your own food. No doubt in our mind, we know this is safe. We know exactly what's being put on it. We've handled it with our own hands. You harvested every bit of this right here, mm -hmm. so we don't worry about you know who harvests our food. We know it was safe. And uh, we know what was put on and how it's grown. So it is a great thing when you can grow your own food, feel comfortable about what you're eating, and proud of what you're eating. So stay tuned, folks. we got a little more coming up. Boom. And just like that, we were back. Boy, I cleaned off that table quick, didn't I? You did. Ah, you left a little bit over there. That's okay. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a couple things. We're going to make some sauerkraut. So we got some of this cabbage left over. This Caribbean queen. Is it Caribbean or Caribbean queen? Whatever you want. Whatever to you want to call it. Anyhow, we got this good cabbage variety. We love sauerkraut. So Miss Hoss is going to be making some sauerkraut. <laughs> some sauerkraut while I go over some new varieties there. And uh, I'm going to kind of let her explain to you how she's going to do this right here. I've done it before, but i got a feeling hers is going to turn out better than mine. You know I have never done it? Really? Never. Well, I have, and I've made a mess of it. Let me tell you why. You put too much salt in it. I did put too much salt. As you're going to expand upon, one of the main things is to measure out your salt. Weigh your cabbage. Weigh your cabbage and weigh mm -hmm. your salt. I did not do that. Being the man in me, I thought I could eyeball it and get it about right, and I made a mess. I didn't got it way too salty. So one thing I will tell you, sauerkraut is really easy to make, and it's enjoyable, and it'll last for 
a decent mile. Yeah. But you want to measure out your salt. You want to weigh salt. You want to weigh it proportionally to how much cabbage you got. That way you're successful and you haven't wasted a good cabbage and a good bit yeah. of salt. Now, people have used fermenting for centuries as a way of preserving your food. Um, what's good about the fermenting is the process is called lacto-fermentation. Mm -hmm. So this cabbage has some bacteria on it that's beneficial. And what happens is when you submerge it in brine, it converts that sugar to lactic acid, mm -hmm. and that helps um, preserve it. Right. A lot of other uh, fruits and vegetables has the same thing. This is one cabbage, and I weighed it, and it's two pounds. And the recipe says that you should use one and a half teaspoons per pound. Of salt. Of salt. Um, just chop this up with a knife. You can use a food processor. So, three teaspoons of salt. You like my little salt thing I got I there? I like your little salt thing. Okay. And this is really easy. You do not have to have a lot of expensive equipment. You just need your cabbage, your salt, and a container. You can use a crock, which we have, but I'm just gonna use a mason jar. So there's my three teaspoons of salt. And it says, the recipe is actually from Pioneer Woman, and it says to massage the salt into this cabbage for about five minutes. So while you talk about our new seeds, I'm going to massage my cabbage. Now why are you wearing the gloves? Because we handled all that. Well, I mean, it's got good bacteria, which yeah. breaks down the cabbage, but you but also... you don't want any bad bacteria right. to get in there. Yep. All right, so folks, we got new seeds coming, and I want to share them with you. Now, it is the end of year, and we have all 2022 seeds in the seed room. So if you order... Anything from here going out, you will get 2022 seeds. Glad to bring to you. We have got everything transitioned over here. So we're looking forward to 2022 with all these good seeds. And let's start out here with Benary Giant Purple Xenia. This is another uh, Benary Xenia we carry. We carry a lot of them. This is purple one, just a straight purple one here. We've expanded upon our line of Xenia some this year. So there you go with that. The next one is, and this is one of our new generic seed packs, so it's going to, not going to give you a, a good bit of a picture there, but this is an Orange Delight hybrid pepper. with a, It's a sweet pepper. It's a big orange snacking pepper right here. Now this is, we've made a conscious effort this year to bring on some varieties that are good for containers, and this is one of them. It's good snacking sweet pepper there. Next one is a determinate tomato. Well, if you know us, we love determinate tomatoes. Most of you seed companies out there say they only offer indeterminates, but we offer a good number of determinates. We offer indeterminates as well, but this right here is a mountain merit tomato, which is a good slicer here. Now, what's interesting about this variety is it is highly resistant to blight, particularly late blight, but it has some resistance to early blight as well and nematodes. So if you're having some blight problems and nematodes, Mountain Merit may be the one for you. It's a good slice of variety, good pretty tomato. Next one is Lemon Delight. 
Lemon Delight is another snacking pepper. Uh, I, did I say orange? Oh, yeah. Oh, the first one was Orange Delight. Now, this one's Lemon Delight, which is part of the same series, the same type pepper, snacking pepper, sweet pepper, but this is more of your lemon, your uh, bright yellow color. Are those the ones we saw at that show? I believe so. That they grew in uh, containers? Mm hmm Good container variety right here. It would be pretty for them to be together. Oh, it would. Next one is Ruby Delight. And Ruby Delight is the same thing. It's part of the same series here. 60, 65 days maturity here. Has a pretty glossy fruit to it here. Man, that's going to be a good one there. If you want to grow them in containers, you probably know this nice red one right here would be a good mix with that orange and yellow. So you can have orange, you can have one plant of each in a, a big root pouch. How about that? Mm -hmm. yep. Let me get to my next page here. Fava bean. A lot of y'all been asking about a fava bean. Well, this is a Mediterranean bean I've never had before, but I've grown them this year. Now, it's a little bit uh, late to maturity, 90 days maturity here, but it's a big bean, a big shelling bean. So we got fava beans here. Going to grow them. You're excited to have those. How about a chocolate habanero pepper? We all love habaneros. Mm. And this is a chocolate. Yep. Nice dark What's brown color. Heat units on that. I don't know. I, I, would th I think it's on your paper there. Oh, okay. At the bottom. It has a smoky flavor. Oh, too. yeah. 425 to 5, 577 hot. Scoville heat units. 95 days mature, so it is one of those longer mature varieties here. And it is known for its kind of a henny, smoky flavor. Yellow doll watermelon. The baby doll watermelon that we grew last year that we've done a couple of videos on, it's going to be hard to source this year. So we got its first cousin in here, which is yellow doll. It's very, very similar. In fact, I can't even tell them apart. Icebox. It's an icebox variety, just like I grew last year. Nice, bright yellow seeded variety, but it has small seeds in it. So there you have it there. 68 days maturity. One of your earliest maturity watermelons. So you people that's up north in those short seasons, this would be a good choice for you here. The yellow doll watermelon at 68 days maturity. Next one is tomatillo. Tomatillo. Tomatillo is what you make that green salsa out of. Tamale. Is that tomatillo? Okay. <laughs> Question about pronunciation there, girl? No. Yep, and this is what you make that green salsa out of right here. So we got that Super Vero Tomatillo. Verde, you, I think. Super Verde? Verde, yeah, it is Super Verde, yeah. And uh, 60 days maturity here, so if you're into making your own salsa, things like that, so make a good addition to your kitchen garden. How about that? Yep, and that's our new varieties. Every week we're going to be bringing you some more new varieties because we're adding them on uh, daily just about it. We're going to keep you updated what we got new coming in. I just today have secured a couple of unique varieties that I'm excited about. It's probably going to be about three weeks before we get them in, but got a lot of good things going on in the seed industry. So you talked about what size garden you need for two people. Yeah, you know, we've done some research on that uh, last couple of days, and we're all we're all about wanting to know how much garden to plant. And I'll be honest with you, most of us overdo it. But I've been looking, because it's always been fascinating to me, how much garden should a couple plant or should a family of four plant when you look at square footage-wise, because some people are limited on what they have. And this is a very complex um, situation or conversation because it's subjective to so many different uh, 
conditions. How old are your children? How intense are you going to garden? What all do you want to grow and things like that? Do you want to preserve? Do you want to preserve? Do you want to can? Or do you live up north and you only have one growing season? Do you live in the south like we do and you can grow year round? So there's a lot of different factors to come into play there. But in doing this research here, I found out pretty much everything on the internet said around 200 feet of garden space per person. I disagree with that. But that's pretty much what it says. Now I think it's talking about growing and eating your own vegetables. But when I think about growing my garden, not only do I want to grow my own vegetables, but I want to grow my own fruits like watermelons. And I want to grow my own grain where I can grind up and we can have our own cornmeal and grits. And when you start doing that, then you start talking about having to have more area there because some of those field corns can take up a good bit of area. You know, and growing vegetables, you might not need that much. But when you start growing your corns and your watermelons and things like that, it's going to take up more area. I actually run across a lady that has a blog. She's got a family of six, and mm -hmm. she's done some pretty intensive record keeping. And they tried to eat strictly out of their garden with the exception of meat. She kept records there. And she said from her best records, it takes about 600 square foot per person per year. I thought that was kind of interesting too. I think it would probably take a little bit more than that if you was going to eat entirely out of the yard and grow your own grains. I'm thinking somewhere around 1,200 square foot per person. Now keep in mind, people, I'm talking about eating entirely out of your garden, staying out of the grocery store. The only thing you would supplement would be your meat, unless you was a vegetarian. And if you're a vegetarian, you can just eat straight out of your garden. Do you know what the vegetarian's an old Indian word? What? Did you know that? It's no, no Indian I didn't. word? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I it means? Eat meat? Do you know what vegetarian means in Indian language? No. Poor hunter. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thought I'd throw that out there for you. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, if you're a vegetarian then you could probably still get by with maybe a little bit more than that. But my and if anybody's done this kind of research out there, share it with us because it's very interesting to me about how much garden you should plant. We all have a tendency to plant too much. That's just nature. I love giving it away. But really, how much do you need? I'm sticking with a 1,200 square foot per person. I've made a mess here. You've made a mess here. So okay. how's it going? It's going good. So that salt, you see that juice in there? Mm -hmm. After I massaged it carefully, mm -hmm. um, it's brought the liquid out of that cabbage and has made its own brine. So then you want to top it off with a cabbage leaf. So just cut you a cabbage leaf the size of your jar here. Now in hindsight, you could probably use the jar about half that size. I could have. But you didn't know. I didn't know. Now what does the, the cabbage leaf do? It just helps keep that um, Sealed. liquid down there. And I'm gonna put some weights. You have? Yep. We actually carry some of these supplies right here. Yeah. So these are your little pickle petals. And I'm going to put that in there because you want it to stay There's submerged. Your and what's going to happen over a period of hours here is that fluid, that brine is going to become more than it's going to go on top of your, uh, your weights there. Yeah. You want to check it daily to make sure that nothing is floated up. Check it for, um, if it develops any scum or mold, that's okay, don't freak out, just skim it off. Um, 
If you were to lose some liquid, you can mix a 2% um, brine mixture and top it off. Now, um, you can just simply cover this with a cheesecloth, but you want to keep it covered to keep that bacteria out. Mm -hmm. um, we use these pickle pipes. Pickle pipes. It lets the air out. Let's the, the bad air out, yeah. but they don't let anything in. And then these rings. And these are the rings. Right. Mason Top brand, yep. So, I'll set that on the kitchen counter, and it could be ready to eat in as early as three days, up to 10 days, and it's okay to start tasting it at three days. And it just depends on how you like your sauerkraut um, as to when you eat it. When it's finished, you put it in the refrigerator, and it'll keep for months. If you have a cellar, you can just put it in your cellar. We don't have cellars in the cellar. We don't have, have cellars here, but we do have people watching from up north yeah, that have cellars. It needs to stay at 55 degrees if it's in a cellar. And that's it. Good deal. All right, folks, so you got sauerkraut And make? this was a pickle packer. We pickle also packer. Can, yeah. Help you know, a lot of people that. on our group has been... Uh, has been posting pictures of the cauliflower. Uh -huh. A lot of cauliflowers grown this fall. And everybody's proud of that. We should probably do something next week with cauliflower, showing mm -hmm. how you could prepare yeah. that. Send us in your recipes and your suggestions. Yeah, if you've got a good way of doing cauliflower, that would be interesting. And let us know what you think about how much garden per person you think somebody needs to grow if they're going to eat out of the garden and stay away from the grocery store. Quite I'm 1,200 square feet. Okay. What are you? You think I'm about right? Okay. Let us know what you think there. Take your excess cabbage, make you some sauerkraut. Next week's show, we're going to be talking about what you need to be planting right now. And there are some things you're going to, we've kind of been in this little lull during the holidays, but it's time to get back in your garden. And we're going to share with you what you need to be planting right now in your garden. Corny joke. What? You forgot, didn't you? I did. What kind of socks do you need to plant for cabbage. I never get them. I don't know. Garden hose. <laughs> Not as good as my vegetarian. Joke. I thought it was pretty good. It is pretty good. All right, thank y'all folks. Now it's time for you to get out there and get dirty.